Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host, James. As always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. So we're going to jump right in. Um, now, we, well, before we jump in, do want to kind of give a little disclaimer. Um, you know, I have been missing for quite some time. And for listeners um, um, in the past who may be wondering, like, yo, whatever happened to this dude's podcast like um <clears throat> fear not i am back but you know i just kind of had a moment where um i got sick and when i get sick because sickness is not something that is constantly occurring to me i'm generally pretty healthy but when i do get sick it's like unbearable it's awful and this was probably about a month ago maybe even a little longer um, where, you know, I got sick and got through a whole week of, you know, feeling bad, but then it was just the after effects. And I had this lingering cough that just was so stubborn, would not go away. And truth be told, every single time, every single week, I would try to record a new episode and it would just be the most, unsuccessful running into a brick wall that you'd ever see. It just never could work. And, um, you know, it was, it's really crazy because last week, um, <clears throat> I recorded, I actually recorded an episode, but just out of nowhere, you know, this coughing fit happens and it's all in the middle of the audio and there was just no way to salvage it. And it was just and it really put me in a funk. And I just said, you know what? I think I may not be able to ever report record podcast again. And I, I seriously had this thought. But then I went, you know, this uh, past week did not feel as bad. Um, it's kind of funny because I can still feel the tingle in my throat you know, like I want to cough, but it's not as instantaneous as it was before. Like before it was, it was just automatic. It will just go. But now it's like, you know, you, I can feel it and I probably would want to do it to get rid of the sensation, but I think I could, I think I can pass. I think I'll be okay. So that being said, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be, you know, doing, as I always say, giving you guys more of the greatness. We are we have been having one heck of a summer. So short of, um, you know, short of, you know, that little six spell, I've been doing nothing but playing games. Um, if you guys don't know, I am a champion for um, the Steam Deck. It is primarily what I talk about. I do like to uh, acknowledge the things that are going on on other consoles and <clears throat> and whatnot. Um, but primarily when I speak these days, it is about my experience on the Steam Deck. Um, because overall, the overall thing uh, is just <clears throat> is that PC gaming is just so much more cheaper. And I and I totally appreciate that. Like I just like, you know, like I've come into a community of individuals that have been teaching me the ropes and how to kind of operate when it comes to PC gaming and they've been showing me, you know, different sites that have these deals and this, that, and a third. And it's just like, Whoa, like 
I thought I could only get them from this medium, you know, <clears throat> and when you when you realize that you're not as locked down as you thought you were, it's just like you feel limitless. And that's exactly how I was feeling uh, once I started playing more and, and, and you know, growing my community with this with the Steam Deck just felt like I could not be touched. So I just you know, I every day, you know, I'm on. All of these different sites, CD keys, Green Man Gaming, um, you know, I, <clears throat> I'm i on all of those sites looking for the best deal. So, if the, so like if something comes out on Steam, I'll take myself over to the deal sites just to see if at the very least I can get a percentage off. You know, if I could, you know, get 10 percent off, that's fine. I believe I did that with um, I did that with the quarry. So like with the quarry. <clears throat> instead of buying it for the full price that it was um i think i got it for like about 50 some odd dollars so you know that that was a that was a good deal um to me so i yeah i i always look for and then it's really cool because when you think about games from the past and sometimes i've sometimes i've asked myself this when i used to play um ps4 a lot and i used to always get so upset because i'd say how does one have the audacity to continue charging full price for a game that's about four or five years old? Like it doesn't make sense. Well, when you play on, you know, PC and you go to these deal sites, like they don't adhere to those same rules. And and I don't know how they do it. I can't possibly begin to tell you <clears throat> how they can afford to, you know, give you a deal over you know what the publisher may be willing to do or whatever but they do you know and you know it, it's just it, it it's night and day the experience is night and day and yeah i know there's you know there's uh you know game pass for xbox and ps plus and all these subscription services and stuff like i don't have to subscribe for the deal you know like yeah i can't i you know i it, it it's a dream and i you know because i've used game pass before and I think that is pretty awesome that, you know, you pay, you know, a fee to basically get access to, you know, new games and, you know, games that um, may not even be a year old. And, you know, you just kind of experience a lot of stuff like I think it's totally awesome. But I think it's even better that when games do get old, you know, they, you know, you let the price kind of go down so that it's it could be readily available for everybody. So like I like I go to this one site and if I want uh, the new, you know, the remake of Kingdom, Kingdoms of Amalur, like I know a place where I can get it for like three bucks as opposed to whatever they're charging, you know, on consoles and stuff. So, it, you know, it's it's been it's been a really cool deal. Um, one one of the uh, one of the cool things, especially with having a Steam Deck now. Um, was that I was able to partake in this year's uh, Steam Summer Sale, um, which, you know, I, I, I'm i learning things as far as how Steam operates. And I guess they have particular windows that they do certain deals like they always have deals on things, but they do have these windows where they're more thematic thematic um, offerings. Like I think before they did the Summer Sale, they did... Uh, like a a rogue a roguelite sale like just all these different roguelite games that um that they you know put on these massive deals and the summer the summer deals i mean that's like the one that just blows everything out of the water that's the one that's just like 
super about it and it's just everything super cheap and I bought a lot but <laughs> you know where one would think like oh this is a good chance to get some of those RPGs or get some of those um you know some of those action titles nah I sat there and I bought up a bunch of visual novels that's exactly what I did I bought a bunch of visual novels and I'm happy. And it's like it's it's almost like walking into Barnes and Noble and picking up six, seven books that you can't read at the same time. So you're going to have to just take your time and go through them one by one. Um, the titles that I did pick up, um, I picked up. So so basically I kept it really simple um, and, it, and it it was really something that I thought out because the thing about it is that. I knew that the games I was buying, I already owned, but I think it was just a matter of convenience for me because as you, okay, so, so let me just get to the games that I got, right? So the games that I got, I got the, uh, the Nonary game series. So that comes with, uh, 999 and, uh, Virtue's Last Reward. So I got that. And then I got, um, Zero Time Dilemma. So that would just make it the trilogy all in itself. And then I got Danganronpa one and two. They didn't come in a set, but I, but I, you know, I, they were both on sale. So, <clears throat> um, you know, I, I bought them as like they like even though it's not a like not a, a packed in you know set of games. They they will tell you, hey, you know, you if you buy these two together, we'll cut you a better deal than you buying them individually. I don't see how they do that, but yeah, that's what I did with those. But I neglected to pick up the third game. Um, I don't know. It's just something about the third game that I'm just not feeling. Like, I just don't. It doesn't resonate with me. So I neglected to to pick that one up. Um, but in its place, I picked up a very generously um, priced uh, AI Somnium Files. Um, and I also picked up a really good deal on... Uh, the Great Ace Attorney, which is a game I have been dying to play for a long time, and um, on top of that, you know, I um, <laughs> AI AI Somnium Files Two. It actually has a longer title, uh, but I don't know it and won't even attempt to say it. Um, but that came out um, before the summer deal, and I'd also had just recently bought that. So I had I got like I'm full to the gills when it comes to new games but you know what's really funny is that i find myself buying games the way that i used to you know because i love gaming and you know now that i have a system you know so to speak it keeps me invested you know like i was missing so much stuff go you know on the radar that i just started feeling embarrassed you know because everyone else was like a generation ahead of me and and even with the podcast like I like I was running out of stuff to say because I was like well I can't possibly talk about an experience I'm not having because I don't have any of those systems but now even though I don't have one of those current generation systems at least I can have um, a similar experience because nine times out of ten what goes on ps5 or xbox one um, xbox series x or whatever it's called um, it's going to be on pc as well nine times out of ten and usually the games that are exclusive to whatever system, I usually don't care. So that's pretty much what, what that's been about. But yeah, um, the summer sale was pretty cool. Um, I had considered 
getting more, but I think I was okay. I think I was I was super okay. I think what I grabbed, I was really um, satisfied with. And again, it was it was something where I was just thinking very uh, methodically about it because it was like I already own, you know, ninety percent of these games, and you know, like, is it is it gonna be okay for me to actually you know go and pay for them again? And I was like, well, yeah, because. I don't find myself, you know, busting out my Vita every time, you know, it's fun to, you know, whip out occasionally, but I don't, it's not like my primary device. Right. And, and that's what it was. It was like, I kind of want to transition so that everything that I enjoy to do is in one place, not just, not just one way to play. Cause I love playing mobily. I love being on the go. I love my handhelds, but if I could just, crunch all that experience into one place i'm solid you know like and, and i totally thought about um getting persona 4 golden but the reason i didn't was because of how far i i had already gotten um on the vita version right like these other games that i that i've mentioned i've probably beaten them all um i think i platinumed both Virtue's Last Reward and Zero Time Dilemma. Um, I've never played 999, though. That one I did not. I've beaten AI Somnium Files, and I've beaten Danganronpa 1 and 2. So, you know, like, these are games I've already experienced. I just wanted them somewhere different. That that I think that's pretty much the argument that I made. Um, but, yeah, man, the, the games just started piling up. They still are piled up. It's actually pretty funny because... Um, I actually just recently bought two games yesterday because, like, the one thing that I was realizing, like, I like if you ask me, like, oh, well, what kind of games do you like to play? I literally am that person that says I like to play everything. Like, I, I legit do. And <clears throat> I went through last week where I was just like, you know what? I don't think I have any racing games in, in my library, like, at all. I have not once. So I was uh, thinking, like, okay, well what what am I going to grab you know and 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 the thing is and this is the difference you know like here's the caveat with with the Steam Deck whenever you find interest in a particular game there is the there is the thought of will it run on the Steam Deck because let's be honest the Steam Deck doesn't run every single thing but you'll be amazed by what it does run that's that's the beauty of the system. Like sometimes there are games that you just figure, nah, this cannot possibly operate on this system. And yeah, it does. And it's just weird. And you just feel like you're in an alternate dimension and it's, it's, it's awesome. It's great. But the reality is you always have to check to make sure certain things work. So um, there were a few racing games that I wanted and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to say some of the titles and people are going to roll their eyes, be like, oh, no, I hope he didn't buy that. But um, the first title I wanted was one of the newer ones, which was uh, Project Cars um, 3. And it was so crazy because, like, I was reading all these reviews and these reviews were like more mixed or so. But the general consensus was that it wasn't really project cars and it, and they shouldn't have called it project cars they should have named it something else and 
going deeper, you know, I guess the feeling is that it's more of an arcade racer as opposed to being a true sim, you know, simulator. And and then that made me think because like I was like, okay, well, what kind of experience do I want to have? Do I want to play sim sim racer or do I want to play a more arcade racer? So I was like massively confused now. And um, there there's another game. Uh, I think it's called Aceto Aceta Corsa. I think um, I think that's what it's called. Um, that game won't even that that game it, it can run on this on the um, on the Steam Deck, but from what I've uh, learned you have to do a lot of tweaking and a lot of working you know in in the inner files and download all kinds of stuff I'm not into that I just you know like me I want I want to just the most I want to adjust is you know whatever um you know because they because they do different versions of their um their infrastructure and sometimes you know sometimes the experimental one won't work and you'll have to use like an older one that's the only adjusting i want to do i don't want to have to go and download any files outside i think the only time i've downloaded a file that you know a game needed to play was when um i had a friend who wanted to play outriders and i was like well outriders doesn't work on the steam deck because he has a steam deck and he goes no it does you know all you got to do is just download this one file put it in this one folder and you're you're good and I did it and it played and I was like okay because if I had to do anything else beyond that I'm not doing it um but yeah that like that was the experience and, and so like I was flip-flopping between all these different racing games and ultimately I decided that I would just go ahead and get a sim game but I'd get an older one and I settled on Project Cars 2 and let me tell you that that game looks amazing and i think that was one of the things that made me decide like yeah go ahead and get it because people you know still in in current day were saying like even today that game you know that game's like however many years old maybe four or five i don't know um but it still looks great you know and yeah i i can absolutely agree i booted it up and played a little bit and uh yeah game looks awesome looks good enough for me looks good enough for the purpose that i wanted i just want a racing game but then it was so funny because in the back of my head um i i had this other racing game that i wanted and it was like like both of these it, it's called Automo automobilista 2 and they were neck and neck and i said you know what screw it go ahead get the other one too so i i turned right around got this uh got this other game um and yeah, so now I have two racing games uh, because I couldn't decide on one definitively. But that's perfectly fine. I'll you know if if I if I lose a race in one, I'll quit that one, get on the other one. If I lose races in both of them, I'll go play Elden Ring. Like like that's what I'm gonna do. That's the strategy. But I am very satisfied. I'm very happy. Both of the games run absolutely fantastic on the Steam Deck. It's it's such a dream. It, it's it's really really cool. But you know, like it, I, it, I still have it also in my mind that maybe sooner or later I will want to get a more arcade type racer, but we'll see. And, and in that, in that, in the respect of that, you know, it's like, well, do you grab a Forza? Do you grab a, do you grab a Project Cars 3? Do you grab, you know, uh, a need for speed? Like, 
where do you go? So I, I so there is a decision to still be made. And, you know, I guess I guess for for lack of anything else, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. So, you know, it is where it, what it is. Um, and and yeah, I, I bought both of those games on on uh, deal sites, both of them, you know, because I th- it's kind of funny because both of the both of those games were um, like Project Cars 2 is still full price. Um, which that just was nuts. I was like, how are you a game that's like four, six years old and you're still charging $60 for it when you have a new game out. But I know why they're doing it because nobody's buying the new game because from what I'm understanding, people hate, hate, like they want it burnt at the stake, hate project cars three. They hate it because and I, and I, if let me see if I get this story right. So I think it's Codemasters. I think they purchased the developers, Slightly Mad Games. They purchased that um, developer and then they published Project Cars 3. And in all of their corporate glory, they basically said, look, we're here to make money. We want to make you guys more money. And the only thing that's going to make money is if we make something like Forza. If we make something like Need for Speed, because we need the easy stuff. We need the stuff people can just jump into right this second. They they betrayed the loyalty of the fans who, you know, helped them to grassroot this project from the beginning. Because this whole, I remember when Project Cars was, was like a... a you know, crowdfunded uh, passion project. I remember, I strictly remember this and, you know, it's cool to, it's cool to see that they have become so much more. Um, But I think, you know, signing on with this larger entity really took the soul out of them and they made a decision that ultimately hurt them in the end because yeah, like I wouldn't betray my fans if they were knowing, you know, my consistency and you know for for a particular uh execution on a type of game like if if you know like i would only want them to know that i'm improving in that in that field but if i just completely swerve left and say gotcha this is what i'm doing that's gonna hurt a lot of people so that yeah that's what that's what i heard i heard that they 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 have betrayed a lot of people and people are just really not happy i heard it's a great game like it's good but if you ask if you ask a, an original fan of that series, they'd be like, it's complete garbage. So um, one other thing that I wanted to bring up, and, and I know I just said it with Project Cars 2, and it's about the justification of price. How do we determine what what a game truly costs? So like. The the only the time the only other time I thought about this before Project Cars Two was when I purchased the Quarry, and I knew like here here the 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 the, well there really wasn't a dilemma, but what was going on in my mind was I do want this game I'm going to get this game I'm anticipating the enjoyment of this game, but is it really worth? what we consider full price for a video game, $60, $70, whatever. Is it worth that? And ultimately I couldn't come to a conclusion, but 
I set in motion a course of actions that really saw me taking an advantage. Again, I went to a cheap site so I can get the game on a deal because I wasn't really justifying what they were asking me for. Because when you truly think about it, like you, you, you know, you put it down and you, you really analyze it. It's like, well, what is this game? What, where is it worth the $60? Is it because it looks next gen? Well, to me, it looks exactly like until dawn. I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to tell one from the other. It looks just like, uh, the, uh, the anthology series that they made. It looks just like those. And they, you know, um, I mean, yeah, they charged 60 for those, but at the time you had never seen anything like it. But then it's like, okay, well, am I paying for the experience? Is it the story? Is it the plot? No, it's, I mean, it's the same stuff, scary stuff. It's just, you know, it, you, you know, you play as characters, you're walking these, you know, you're making decisions that's either going to lead to, uh, outcome a or b that's it i was telling a friend co-worker of mine i said this is actually like a glorified walking simulator not not quite death stranding because death stranding is the true walking simulator but it's kind of it's kind of that it's just you walking around so that you can get from point a to point b so you can have a you know uh, a, a dialogue with someone that wants you to make a choice that is out of A or B. And then that's ultimately going to, you know, decipher whether you end up, you know, uh, in a car or in a boat, you know, if you're going to drown or you're going to get hung. Like, it's like, it's basically just, it's just you just kind of pivoting characters to make decisions. And, you know, like, again, is that worth 60 bucks? I don't know. I personally, well, I kind of do know. I, I, I think it's not. I think that, <clears throat> I think it would have been more than fair if they would have asked for, I'd say, I'd say, forty bucks would be reasonable, but thirty bucks would be expected. If you told me this game was twenty nine ninety nine. I, I would I wouldn't even I wouldn't even blink. I would just yeah, let's get that. Put that in the cart. Period. Forty, you know, thirty nine ninety nine. <clears throat> I probably have an inkling of a thought, but I'd still put it in the cart. But then you start climbing up there and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And <clears throat> you might ask yourself, well, why did you buy it for the price you did even, you know, even to pay only, you know, 10% less? Why still pay for it? And I think for me, it was strictly because I wanted to have the experience. It was just the experience. I just wanted the experience of just playing uh, some horror game. And yeah, there are plenty of other horror games out there, but this was, you know, it's a unique experience. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not bashing the developer of the game, you know, um, but, you know, for me, it was just like, you know what, just knock it out. You're going to, you know, you're going to play it. Other people are, are probably going to wait for it to go on sale or whatever, which that would be the smart thing to do. That would be the most smart thing to do. But for me, it's all about timing and they got me. So that's why I paid my 60. Um, 
You know, and outside of paying for games, I have been so blessed to have people around me in the Steam community where uh, they have just been blessing me with games. You know, I, you know, I'll get a notification. Hey, you got a free game. Um, and it's just, it's been awesome. And I had a friend who gave me a game, <clears throat> gave me a um, game called Coromon. <clears throat> and it was so funny because he's given me games before and many of the other times he's given me games, you know, he's, he's given me uh, some AAA games more than once. <clears throat> um, but this game, it like I did, like I had never heard of it. I'd never seen it. I didn't understand what it was. And he's given me a lot of games like that where they just kind of look a little wonky. And I'm just like, ah, I don't know if I'll even boot this up, but thank you for the game. And I went ahead and I booted it up just for conversation's sake. Cause I wanted to, I wanted him to know that, yes, I tried this. I tried to play it and you know, you know, it sucked or whatever, but no, it was really good. Um, if you don't know, Cormon is a, I guess you want to say a Pokemon inspired game, but to be quite honest, this is like the Pokemon game. I never knew I wanted. I never realized I wanted this Pokemon. Like it's crazy. And I know some people who will experience it will say, well, if you like this, you should probably go back to this. And it's like, it's not so much that I ever want to go back and have an experience, uh, on any particular game, you know, like I'm not, you know, you know, you, you don't ha you don't have to convince me to go back and play, uh, you know, Pokemon yellow or green or, you know, Pearl or this, that, and the third, like I, I, I enjoy the concept of what it offers to its fans, but I think there's a lot of factors that keep me at bay when it comes to playing Pokemon. And I just don't try to experience it. It's the same, same thing with monster hunters. Like the reason I don't jump into monster hunters is because the fans are just way too wild. And they, in my experience, they're not as, as ingratiating to new people. I think you drive them mad to not know what they know. And, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people get, people get upset because they know so much. And if they didn't know as much as you, you, do you know if if they if they lacked a little bit of the understanding as much as you don't understand anything at all then it might be a little bit easier for them to make that transition to help you along but when people know everything it's like it doesn't make for a good experience and it's the same thing with pokemon it's just like i've just never wanted to even talk to people about pokemon i don't want to even <clears throat> you know have an opinion about what i think is my favorite monster because then people oh well how could you pick that is no just no but this Cormon game is actually really really fun and you know if if i if i had to imagine what a pokemon experience would be like then i'm getting all that out of Cormon. and <clears throat> it's not currently on my deck right now because i was making room for automobilista i was like tearing everything out of there trying to make room for it um, but yeah, it, it's, it's something that I'm very happy is in my library overall. And I definitely will give that a go, uh, to play in the future and actually complete it. Cause it is really, really fun. Um, something else that I found surprisingly fun, but was a little intimidated by is DNF duel. Um, it, it's so crazy because I never knew that DNF was a thing 
like that was not a thing to me. Um, but when I would mention it on, <clears throat> you know, social media, people would say, oh, yeah, this this whole series and and they got this one game. And and I was like, oh, my God, is this is this going to be something where, you know, like people are going to like put me down if I tell them I like a certain character and, you know, whatever. And I, and I said, you know what, just jump, just get into it and just see what it does. Because the one thing that drew me to the game was that it looked like Guilty Gear, but I don't know, there was just something more gravitating. Because every time I see Guilty Gear, I think it looks great. I think it's super um, awesome, especially for the years that they have been, you know, uh, out doing their thing against other more popular fighting games. You know, they, they've they've held their own. But this DNF duel, man, like it is insane. It is crazy. And I love the approach that that game has when it comes to how you initiate combat. You know, it's like, um, it's just easier. It's just easier. You know, like it's easier to feel like you are playing, you know, like you're playing at your best, you know, at, you're giving your best effort. It just feels great. It feels awesome to pull off a, you know, a, a 30 hit combo, even if it only involved four button presses. It just feels good. It makes you feel good as a gamer. And um, I like that. I, I, I really do enjoy it. And, you know, it's one of those games where, you know, it's accessible to everyone. But for those who take the time to really master the mechanics of what that game is built upon, oh, you... you forget a 30 30 hit combo you can mess around and do stuff that will keep your i've seen it i've actually had it happen online i went into a ranked match and completely got tossed from the very first blow dude never let me down out of the air you know and i was like i didn't even think that was possible <laughs> but it's possible you know it's kind of like uh it's kind of like a king combo in tekken it's like you get that first grab or oh, it's a wrap you can just you can just count it out he gets that first one on you he'll he'll lock you up the whole time and you'll never be able to break out of it um but yeah dnf duel like i and and you know like i'm not a i'm, I'm a fighting game fan but i'm not a really big fighting game fan but um i really do enjoy uh booting that up every now and again and just having that quick experience to just feel good you know it's just it's such a feel-good game it's a game it's refreshing and i really 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 appreciate you know um being able to just feel like even if i even if i'm not technically that great at the game i feel like i am so i like dnf duel um another game that i've been really really happy uh playing is uh final fantasy 7 remake <clears throat> um I got that game the moment they shadow dropped it. Um, it you know, it's kind of crazy because like Square Enix did their little event and then they go and, you know, they're talking all this uh, Final Fantasy stuff and they're like, oh, it's coming to Steam. And I'm like, I was literally just thinking about how agitated I am because I don't want to, you know, uh, do all the finagling with, um, you know, because because with the Steam Deck, like you can you can have the Steam Deck operate different services like you can put origin on there you can put the epic game store you can play google stadia on there if you wanted to like you could put anything on there and i was like i was sitting there like okay so i'm gonna have to 
get the Google, I'm going to have to get the uh, Epic Game Store, turn around, buy, you know, buy Final Fantasy 7 on another, you know, on another service and then play it through there. And now, yeah, no, I don't have to. Like the moment they said it was on Steam, I was like blown away. And 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 for them to say that it was available today, it was like, what? <laughs> like, really? What? And I just went right to the store. Um, and as soon as it popped up, I bought it just right away. And I, I've already completed that game on uh, PS4. But I knew that. I was going to want to run through that game again. I, I had something to accomplish in that game that I did not do the first time before. Cause when I, because when I ran through it the first time on PS4, it was truly because I was so excited. I was so excited about playing that game that even to not do things in their entirety, like I didn't give myself any chance to explore, to grow, to do anything and in saying that that's that's a lot of the reason that some of the uh confrontations in the game that i came upon that's why they were so hard so like when i when i fought like rude for the first time i had to like fight him like at least eight or 12 times because i was just getting smashed but again it was because i wasn't taking the time to learn the dynamics of how that game is first of all different from classic final fantasy 7 and honestly, how to play an action RPG. Because I was having, I had the same issue with Final Fantasy 15. Same exact issue. Uh, played through the, the main game before, you know, um, went through it. But I really didn't learn how to operate that, that you know, quick action kind of, you know, role-playing game. It just wasn't my style. You know, for somebody who comes off of turn based, it's it's an adjustment. So that was one thing, you know, uh, when I fought the uh, the haunted house, you know, in the game that like had to fight that thing about 10 times. Um, you know, the Sephiroth fight probably had to do that, you know, and, and, and it was so crazy because once I got it on Steam Deck and I took my time and I said, you know what, I'm going to basically do exactly what I used to do when I was a kid playing the original one on PlayStation. I'm going to grind out these materials. I'm going to match up these materials and I'm going to make my people so unbelievably, you know, unstoppable that I'm going to break this damn game. I'm going to break this game. And you, you will not believe like I kid you not. I went into that rude fight, beat him down, like he stole my lunch money. Like I beat him down, <laughs> got to that house. Did, didn't even take, didn't even take, I, I will admit, I think I was, I think I was like right at like a sliver of health. And if it had got one cheap hit in, I would have been out of there. Cause I think Aerith had fallen and all I had was cloud. And yeah, I, I if he would have got me, it would have been over, but I beat him first time. My, my most surprising victory which i did not expect that it would even go that way i was i was actually preparing myself for i was preparing myself to play multiple times on this particular fight and that was with um rufus and dark star and i completely mopped the floor with his dog and then with him i think i probably did 
two or maybe three forward thrusts to that dog, and we were just immediately in a cutscene. It was incredible. And then you then I did the same thing to Rufus. You know, once the dog, you know, bails out and I and I got on Rufus, I think I probably did um a few thrusts to him and then a cutscene and then he's now he's throwing quarters and and then I get back into the thick of it and I'm whooping him and I I'm hey, dude, like I did not expect it to go that well. To be very, very honest, I never expected that. Same thing with the Sephiroth fight. Like I was thinking like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna whoop me. This is gonna be crazy. Nah. Handled him. Handled him. And it was just because I took the time to truly embrace the change of what type of game I'm playing, you know, the deeper mechanics of how the materia and how the weapons work. Like I was literally taking them taking the time to like really grow those weapons and collect those books and you know do side quests like i like the first time i played through i don't think i barely did i think the only quest i did was anything that was story driven everything on the side i just ignored it and that was the first time but this time it was like no i went and i did everybody's quest every single person i did their quest and just made sure to get every little thing that i could possibly get um but yeah, that that was that was super fun and I was super excited. I'm actually playing through it again, going through chapters that I didn't quite do so well. Like I want to do that Honeybee in chapter again. Um cuz I think they give you something if you No, you no, there's an achievement I need to get and you have to get like a perfect or uh, yeah, like I think you got to get a perfect score during the practice run or something and so I want to get that achievement. Um, so I'm going through chapters doing those things. The battle arenas can't touch me like every man. I The battle simulators can like the simulator at the Shinra office. That is a doozy. And I and I got to get you know, I got to get my game up and like really get my team equipped to, to handle that. But like the battle arena um, back at that city uh, wall city. No, they can't touch me. I mop. I mop them every time. Every single time I mop everything in there. Um, but, but, but I think my ultimate goal is to get all of those materials maxed out so that I can get that, uh, Baham, Bahamut, um, summons. Like that's, that's my ultimate goal. I want to get that summons because I really, really, really want to use that on like Rufus or something. And just, I just want to see him come out and just completely devastate the, the whole scene. Bahamut is like my favorite, um, summons out of all of them. And I especially love the, um vision of bahamut in uh final fantasy 15 i just love that that vision but um what else what else what else what else what else i think that's about it as far as games um let's see what have i been looking at lately so i've recently looked at um so as far as like movie wise let's kind of switch to movies um i did go out and see the most recent Marvel effort in Thor Love and Thunder. And I don't know how I feel about it. Um, did I enjoy it? Yes. Did I have the same fever and excitement for it? No. Um, what would I rate it on a scale from one to 10? I'd say six and a half, maybe a seven. Um, you know, I'm really not going to talk about the film. 
I just I, okay. This this is what I'm gonna say, and then I, and then we'll just leave it there. I feel that the success of Guardians of the Galaxy is going to ruin any future effort of Marvel films if they continue to use that blueprint in order to make other films. What works for something doesn't always work for the other thing. So what they so ultimately what I mean is they're trying to make they're they're trying to make Thor this kind of comedy movie and it's just not working for me. Like it's for me it just didn't work. Because then when he got serious it's like okay, are you really serious or are you just playing around? You know, but it was all it was always some jokey joke and and it just you know like I I enjoyed it when he was when he felt more like a man out of time. I kind of enjoyed that, but at this point he just he literally just seems like the offshoot of what the Guardians of the Galaxy are. And I and I just, you know, like do I enjoy those films? Yeah, somewhat, but they're not my favorite. I enjoy, you know, the dramatic experience of you know the true Marvel heroes. You know the top tier Marvel heroes. I I just feel like there's there's an amount of weightiness that goes into those particular projects that was completely missing from this. It literally felt like Guardians of the Galaxy two point five. That's exactly how it felt. Um, I think the bad guy was okay. Uh, I think it's Gar the Butcher. Um. I wish he was I wish he did some more butchering. And I wish that Thor had been more present to some of the butchering going on. Like they showed a lot of, you know, butchering from a distance. <clears throat> but it you know the the one thing that really had me had me going crazy was <clears throat> Why is it that, you know, like, because if you're if your whole goal is to be a butcher of, of gods, then why when it comes to Thor, you're just you're taking your sweet time. Oh, I'm sorry. It's because you want to drive out a plot and get us to end credit. It just didn't make sense. You either going to butcher this dude or you're not. And I just didn't. I never felt like Thor was in danger. Um, It just felt like a comedy to me just felt like a comedy to me. So that 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 that's kind of, that's kind of my view on on the movie. I think they could have done better. Um and we'll ju- we'll just see how they you know like that's the that's the whole reason that I haven't really been buying into the Marvel shows because I just think that most of them are just meant to have a comedic side and I'm just you know like I want things to just be taken very seriously, especially when you consider what characters we're we're dealing with. You know, I, I understand like Miss Marvel, it's supposed, it's supposed to be fun because it's a kid, right? Um, but, you know, when it comes to other characters and stuff, like I don't want to have fun. I want I want people to, you know, have a have a, a weight to them. But, you know, that's just that's my opinion. That's my view. You know, maybe you guys liked it. If you saw it, maybe you'll wait for it to come on video. Make that determination later. Um and that that leads me to my next question. Are Marvel fans even showing up anymore for these movies? 
like when I when I went, I'm gonna tell you the truth. When I went to that theater, that theater was half empty. Now a lot of that can be still due to the time. You know, people could still be, you know, uh I don't wanna say fearful, but you know, cautious because of, you know, the health concerns and stuff that, that you know that have been going on in recent time. Like that like that that's ultimately a factor. But I will say this, I know that when I went to go see the Batman, that was full to the gills. That theater was completely full. And then coming and and, and see and I'm I'm one of those people that I go when I go to the movies, I literally do it right after work. If it's Friday, movie comes out, I leave work and I head straight to the theater. Leave straight to the theater. Thank God I can wear my street clothes to work. You know, no changing, no nothing. Just get get to the theater and boom, I'm there. And so I know I, I somewhere in my mind I know it's not about the time or the caution. Cause again, they showed up for Batman. Nobody showed up for Thor. And I actually had a guy who walked out and he actually expressed the sentiment that I'm actually telling you guys now. We're walking out and he says, yeah, that that wasn't good. And I guess his girl said, well, what do you mean? He said, they were just playing around too much. I said, exactly. That's exactly my sentiment. They were playing around too much. It was too much playing around. You know, so I don't know. Um, I, I, I think... I think that I think as much as Marvel has been willing to invest in real Marvel fans is is just to give us nods and winks. You know, that that's pretty much it. Like like you know, there 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 are some things in you know, Thor Love and Thunder that I saw that I knew 98% of the people in the theater didn't know, recognize or understand. I knew it. Absolutely knew it. You know, like who knows who, who who understands who the Black Knight is? Who knows, you know, from from the Eternals? Who knows who uh Star Fox is? Nobody. I do cuz I grew up with this stuff, but these people don't know. You know, like the end credit scene in, in Thor Love and Thunder. Who knows who that character is? None of them did. I saw him for two seconds. I said, I know exactly who that is. I know exactly who that is. But people, you know, like I like I, I think that I think that tr- real Marvel fans have been reduced to winks and nods and post credits. We're not we're not meant for the grand scale of things. We're not meant for, you know, we're not, we're, they stopped, they stopped messing with the true fans once they got Infinity War and, and Endgame out the door. Once that, once, once they were done with that, the true Marvel fans just stopped being appreciated. So I don't know how, how Marvel's going to look in the next coming in the coming years and in, in their next phases and stuff like I'm always going to stay interested, but I just, I, I I'm not going to, I'm not going to expect myself to be serviced like I was when, 
<clears throat> when they were going through the phases with the with the top characters. But we'll see. We will see. We'll see. Um, Man, I think that's a wrap, dude. I think that we have covered a lot of stuff. I've talked about all the games that I've been purchasing, all the games I've been playing. Yeah, I think I, and I haven't coughed once. I've been sniffling a little bit, but I haven't coughed once. That's made me very, very happy. So that said, I know exactly where the future of my podcast is going. Cause like I said, I was at a, I was at a point where I did not think I was going to record again. I really thought it was just going to be a lost form for me, but that is not the case. We're going to continue pushing forward. We're going to continue to give more of the greatness and we're going to continue standing out and just being excellent at holding the world together. Because the one thing is always I say when I close out is take care of yourselves and each other. And the only way that we can do that is together. So that said, take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>